Yo Mad Attackers, welcome back to another piece of audio content, welcome back to another pod session, welcome back to the greater collective of In Your Ears with Matt Ross. I want to start off by saying an enormous thank you to every single one of you for taking the time out of your day to either watch or listen to this. I really, really do appreciate it. The response on all of the podcasts, especially on YouTube, have been crazy. I also see that on SoundCloud, we're getting a ton of comments coming in. So just a big thank you to you guys for commenting, for engaging with it. Um, If you're not following this already, please hit follow, share it with people who you think that the content could add value to. If you don't know anyone, that's also okay. But if you do know someone, that would mean the world to me. Guys, we're going to be talking, as you would have seen from the title of this, about life lessons today. Um, I got this uh, suggestion sent in to me by one of the mad attackers. For those of you that don't know what a mad attacker is, it's a person who follows my content and attacks their own goals. This was sent in by Tegan. Uh, So big shout out to her, Tegan, for re. Um, We've got a number of different uh, life lessons that I've kind of, I've written down here on a page. I want to go through them i want to talk about them i've also had a few questions sent in uh, by you guys so big thank you for that i made a post or an instagram story asking you guys to send in your questions about life lessons i'm going to try and push to add as much value by answering them um in the best way that i can giving examples etc so yeah let's hop straight into it i highlighted six main life lessons that i've learned that i think have kind of uh, been my core values and who or which make me who i am today First of which being drink coffee. Now I'm just fucking with you guys. Um, okay, the first one being patience. It's something that I'm realizing more and more the older I get that even though life is, it's quite short. I mean, we have, if you're lucky, 70 to 90 years on this planet. And I think up until like 20 years old, you don't really, really know what the fuck you're doing. So you got about like 50 to 70 years on this planet. And while that is short, it's also really, really long. Like, if you think how quickly something can change, like an overnight, uh, you could have this massive uh, life-changing occurrence happen and suddenly everything changes and that's within a matter of a day. Uh, Inversely, you could uh, change your job and be thoroughly enjoying what you're doing now and that could change over a space of a month or a week. So I think that while life is Short is also incredibly long and I've spoken about this in another podcast or another video I can't recall but I think that way too many people are on the short term on the day-to-day they're very impatient they want to do one thing they want to make one piece of content they want to pitch to one client and they want the success immediately so on the micro on the short term they're very impatient and on the macro they're not patient enough Um, so they're super impatient they want to do something very quickly uh, and then like it doesn't yield to anything Um, and I think that it needs to kind of be flipped on its head if that makes sense so the way I operate is on the micro I'm very very fast I try and do as much as I humanly can within the day that's going to benefit or push me or further my goals or whatever the heck I am trying to achieve but then on the macro I am extremely patient, like I don't expect it to happen immediately. Um, And so I think that that's the unique balance, that's where it pulls from the two sides. And I think that that creates a a balance that's super important and that kind of allows you to be more successful, at least that I would attribute to a large portion of my success. Um, And so I think that a lot of us need to, we need to shift more onto that. So be as quick and as prompt and as effective as you can on a daily basis and then deploy enormous copious amounts of patience in the long term understanding that whatever it is that you're wanting to achieve is not going to happen overnight necessarily it's highly unlikely that it's going to happen overnight um and so yeah i think that covers patience pretty well 
I might jump around, uh, sorry, I'm drinking lots of coffee because it's uh, dope. Um, I might jump around as we, we do this. So if I do, just please excuse me for that. Um, the next big life lesson that I think has helped me a lot is this concept of expectations. So I think I learned this probably from modeling, actually. Yeah, I'd say I definitely learned this from modeling. So to walk you through it, when a model or an actor or anybody who's in the, the film fashion industry, whenever you go for a casting, right? This is something that you who are in it, you will understand this or maybe you won't. Um, but when you go for a casting, you have to go, you have to be present, you have to think about what the client wants and you have to give it your all within a like two, three minute period of time. And what often happens, or at least what I experienced was that when I went for this and I gave my a really, really good uh, casting or presentation or performance, I had the expectation to be booked. Right? I thought, okay, cool, well, I'm what they're looking for. Why am I not booking the jobs? And so I found that a lot of my, my angst, a lot of my disappointment, a lot of the things that was making me unhappy in terms of modeling, and this manifested in other sections of my life as well, but I'm, I'm gonna use this as an example. A lot of that came from the expectation that by me doing and giving my best within a situation that I expected the client, whoever that was, Adidas, Nike, uh, Lidl in Germany, whatever it happens to be, I'm just giving random examples there, that that they should have booked me. And the same exists with like, if you have a, uh, re a romantic relationship with someone and you do the dishes and then when they come home, you expect that, okay, cool, well, you did the dishes, so you expect them to do the washing. And then when they don't do the washing, you're upset. And it's actually not the fault of the other person. It's based on your expectations of them. Let me repeat that. It's not based on that person. It's based around your expectations of that person. And so what I've done, or at least what I strive to do on a daily basis is not base my happiness, my contentment, my joy, my excitement. I don't base that on, on an expectation of someone else or another situation. I base that solely on my own actions and what I do. I hope that that makes sense because what happens is if you don't have any expectations, it's a cliche, but it's a cliche for a motherfucking reason, is if you don't have expectations, you cannot be disappointed because if you don't expect anything, then how can you be let down? And that's not saying that like, I think that you shouldn't have hopes and dreams or that I'm coming from like an apathetic or a point of despair. It's not about that. It's about expecting nothing of someone and just giving because it's it's the correct thing to do like going back to the casting example if i go into casting i need to give my best performance because it's going to benefit the client to promote their product best and if i do that and have zero expectations and they like me then i book then fucking awesome if i don't then i'm not disappointed because i didn't expect them to book me and the same thing goes for any other circumstance whether it's business your interpersonal relationships anything along those lines and so i think we all all of us, every single one of us, whether you're 13 years old, whether you're 62 years old, you need to remove your expectations. You need to do things because they're the right thing to do and being a good human being is the correct thing to do. And you need to get rid of your expectations because they are the direct core of all disappointment. Naturally, if somebody passes away or if there's a tragic accident and stuff like that and you are disappointed, that's not something that's really under your control, but your reaction to that is under control. And so I think a lot of us, we have a lot more power than we give ourselves credit. Um, and so, yeah, that's the second biggest life lesson I, I've learned is just to 
to not have any expectations. Um, and I'm not saying that I... Uh, maybe... Yeah, I would say have no expectations of someone else. Have them of yourself so you're pushing yourself. And um, this kind of leads on to the next topic, which is uh, self-awareness. So I'm going to hop onto that. And I'm also making a note literally as I'm talking, so I don't double back too much. Um, when you have expectations of yourself, things that you uh, expect yourself to achieve, things that you wish for yourself to to do, benchmarks you wish for yourself to reach, that that needs to be... Uh, based on self-awareness. And when I say self-awareness, what I mean is that it's something that matters to you because you've taken the time to figure out that that matters to you. It's not something that matters to you because you think it's going to make your mom happy. It's not something that matters to you because you think it's going to get you dick or pussy. It's not something that matters to you because you think it's going to impress your peers. That is not correct. That All of those things, once again, you have an expectation, you're placing your sense of self-worth, whether or not you're a success or failure, based on somebody else's opinion of you, which is really, really fucked up. Because in the long, in the, in the long term, those people within the next five minutes after you have satisfied them, they're back to thinking about themselves. And the only person who is unhappy, the only person who that shoots in the face is yourself. And so on the micro, you might be satisfying somebody's expectation of you but in the macro you're going to regret and resent doing that to impress them in the short term so I hope that makes sense um and so in terms of the expectations you have for yourself they need to be based on self-awareness they need to be um based on what you know is important to yourself for example let me give you an example because i've said the same things a few <laughs> a few fucking times now um my expectations of myself are to build a life around traveling the world and inspiring you guys to do the shit that you love. There's nothing in there about making my dad proud of me because I became a lawyer. I don't give a fuck. Same thing goes. I'm not doing, I'm not putting up uh, my Instagram stories of me shirtless on a daily basis and the workouts I do to try and pull pussy. I'm not interested. I do that to try and motivate and inspire you guys on whatever level you wish to, to go and attack your body-based goals. Whether that is running, whether that is fucking yoga, meditating, I don't know, swimming, whatever that is, whatever your outlet is to improve your body-based goals, skipping, dancing, I don't give a shit. As long as it in some way, and I know that it does because you guys respond to me, so I'm not doing it just with a blind eye, wondering if it's working. You guys message me saying that it's inspiring and that it motivates you. And some of you guys are even doing the no days off, which is so fucking cool to see. You guys send me a message. Oh, I'm on day 37. It's it's so sick. I love the Mad Attack Pack. I'm endlessly grateful for it. Um, but I do that because it inspires people. I'm not doing it because I'm expecting something from someone else. And so I think self-awareness is also a massive, massive part of it and uh, or massive massive life lesson that i've learned also the one thing and i mentioned this in another piece of content but self-awareness also brings a lot of happiness because when you're not making your big goals your major your macro goals in life when you're not basing that on what you think is going to make someone else happy when you're doing it for yourself and it is selfish but hear me out when you're doing it for yourself you will be a happier individual when you're a happy individual, you will be more successful in whatever the fuck you were doing. Your success 
will then shine bright like a motherfucking diamond. <laughs> it will shine super bright like, like a massive blazing fire. And all the other people around you, all the moths, all those watching you will be attracted to your flame. Right? Your success. Your happiness. Your excitement about what the fuck you're doing. And so that in turn will bring them towards you. You will attract them. And your success, your happiness, your excitement, your motivation will in turn inspire them. And so... Follow my train of thought by being selfish, by doing what the fuck you want to do and what you're good at. You will in turn be making those around you and those who are in your circle happy. And so instead of in the short term making them happy, fuck them in the short term. Do what makes you happy. And in the macro, in the long term, you will inspire them and they will be happy for you. I, I really, really hope that makes sense because that's been the source of... A huge amount of my happiness and my success. I have literally had people in high school who messaged me and were being like, why the fuck are you not going into medicine? What's happening in law? People who are in my close family being like, what are you doing? You were an A student. You were a head boy. Why are you not studying? Oh, you're playing around. How can taking photos be a career path? Who then over time stopped messaging me, stopped ignore, uh, were ignoring me. All of a sudden, start messaging me and be like, oh, wow, you paid off for your debt. That's amazing. How did you do that? Oh, wow, look at your, you lost so much weight. How did you do that? Oh, wow, that podcast you did was very inspiring. All of a sudden, these motherfucking cretins who ran away, who uh, disregarded me, are suddenly attracted to my flames. And I'm empathetic to it. I understand why they did it. But the point is, if I was to succumb, if I were to give into their... Uh, demands of me of my life demands of my life the audacity of that alone fucking is crazy if i was to give into the demands of their demands for my life i would have made them happy in the first place in the short term i would have been unhappy and i would have resented them and so that's the biggest thing do not make short-term sacrifices for other people to make them happy based on your life it is a fucking stupid and it's going to lead to all of you regretting it so, yeah, I hope that makes sense. Self-awareness is massive. All right. We had a uh, question sent in by the wonderful Matt Attacker, Cynthia. And she says, what is the biggest life lesson uh, you have learned from your family? Okay, this is a fantastic one. And it actually... Oh, damn, boy. Oh, I see how this is all tying in. This is fucking sick. Um, one of the life lessons I also thought of will tie into this. That's, this is where I'm going with this. So, Cynthia says this. Uh, where? What was the biggest life lesson you learned? I think... From all of the people close to me, whether it's my father, my mother, my aunts, uh, the people who I learned from at the College of Magic, my high school, all of that sort of thing. The biggest thing that I learned was hard work. And it's once again, it's a cliche, but so many people disregard cliches because they're a cliche, but they're a cliche for a fucking reason. There's a reason why they're true. And so for me, uh, hard work would be the biggest thing. Um, I always learned when growing up that if you're going to start something, you're going to start it and you're going to finish it, or at least you're going to give it your all and find out if you're good at it or not. Um, and it's one of the most invaluable, invaluable things that I learned. And I think that, I don't know, maybe it's a genetic thing because I'd also have like both my parents would message me and be like, are you sure you, you like don't want to go out and like <laughs> see some sun or like you don't want to do some exercise or go do some sports or uh, meet up with your friends every weekend. I'm, I'm referring back to when I was younger because uh, this is when I learned this life lesson. Um, I would spend all my time working. I would spend my weekend studying. 
I would always be pushing myself. I remember in grade eight studying grade nine textbooks. I remember uh, in, I think it was in grade 10, I was doing biology and I was like, fuck this. I want to get the best possible grades. And so I went to the University of Cape Town. I was in grade 10. So as a high school student, I went to a university, one of the most reputable universities in Cape Town. And I did my science project there. I was growing bacteria and shit like that. And I remember receiving, as a side note, I remember receiving a my report card back for that project. I think I got like 95% from a teacher that like never gave 90s. Uh, shout out Ms. Smith. Um, and... On, on the, she wrote something like, this is, uh, this project is on the level of a first year university student. And for me, I was just, I remember that to this day. And in my box of um, memories, I still have that actual thing. It was such a sense of pride for me because I always pushed myself. It was always hard work. Um, and to be in grade 10 and to receive this, this report card saying that I was on the level of a, a first year university student is not something I will will quickly regret. And a lot of the people who are close to me who still to this day wonder, and when I say close to me, I mean in my close family, still wonder what the fuck I'm doing with my life. That trait does it carries over onto my, my work ethic here, whether it's I'm working with a, a watch brand or whether I'm making a YouTube piece of content, whether I'm making a podcast. I always push myself to try and overachieve. And that that sense of hard work has existed uh, throughout and it's something that it's the one variable that you can control which leads on to uh, the third or fourth I, I can't remember what I'm on now uh, the fourth life lesson that I made a note of and that is that hard work will always be talent in every every situation I knew a lot of people um, who were a lot more intelligent than I were in high school but I kicked their motherfucking asses because I outworked them they would work a little bit and they would carry they would be carried by their talent and i'm not saying that i was stupid like i was definitely bright i was turned on but i would put in the extra hours and that would make all the difference and that is why i wiped the floor with them um and that's cocky it is cocky but it's also the fucking truth and i think that what would be cocky saying oh i'm the best and i never fucking work i would grind my face off and so everything that i achieved was completely deserving so that's cocky as fuck i understand that but it's also I, I want you guys to understand that look you might not be the most talented person in the room there's frequently parts where i'm not or i'm not the most attractive when i go to castings but i will outwork i will over deliver i will extend myself i'll put in more hours and that variable right there that's a variable that all of us can control regardless of who you are regardless of how attractive you are how smart you are when the other people stop working, you can put in an extra 30 minutes. You can put in an extra hour and a half. You can say fuck you to Game of Thrones and you can sit down for another two hours and you can grind and you can graft. And that's what is controllable. And so my cockiness comes from the fact that like, well, I worked. And it's the one thing I've got confidence in the fact that you guys can work and you can achieve what you want to achieve by putting in extra effort. Um, and so, yeah, that's that's another big life lesson is that hard work will beat talent. Hard work will kick talent's ass in the motherfucking face every single day, 24-7, 365. Um, and it's one of the most underrated uh, life lessons, I think. I don't think enough people actually take it um, seriously enough. All right, so a big thank you uh, to Cynthia for <laughs> sending that one in. I went a bit on, uh, on a hype there. It was a good one. Um, all right. Ooh, this is a heavy topic. Okay, so uh, for those of you that follow my daily vlogs, um, you'll know that 
a few weeks ago, my dad had a heart attack. And uh, I've spoken about this and I've spoken about the death of my grandmother in the past. Both not easy conversations. Both are conversations we're all going to have to have, whether it's with our mom or our aunt or, I don't know, a loved one. All of us are going to lose someone at some stage. Sorry, let me clarify. My, my father hasn't passed away. Very, very fortunately, my grandmother has. But um, when you're in this situation, and I remember I filmed some of it, not a lot of it, um, in the daily vlog. But I remember hearing the news, going into the hospital, and without disclosing too many details, just just walking into the ward and seeing my dad lying on a bed. Now, my dad's always been a strong guy, like super fit, always like a handy guy. He was, he's very, very good with mechanics and uh, he always worked in like lawn mower and agriculture and stuff like that. So he, he knows how to bulge and like a real manly man. And seeing him lying on a bed and just being like helpless and this like, the sense of like, I don't know, I don't know what it was, if it was fear or regret or remorse or I don't really know what it was, but like to see that in his eyes, in his face, I don't know. It's not something I, I, I honestly don't think I will ever forget it unless I get Alzheimer's or some shit like that. But having that moment, having that it's a fucking horrible thing. I don't I don't wish it on anyone. I it's going to happen to all of us, but I don't wish it on anyone. And seeing someone you care about, someone you idealize, someone you uh, you love, your family member, seeing them suffering, seeing them hopeless, seeing them regret in remorse. It makes one thing very very clear. E either that or when you have someone pass away, having that experience makes one life lesson stand the fuck out to you. And that is this, that death, that losing someone who matters to you matters a lot more than the opinions of anyone else. And so when I saw my dad like that, I broke down. I will not lie. You can see it in the vlog. I fucking bawled my eyes out. Fortunately, he's okay. But in that moment, that, that level of uncertainty, seeing him in that situation, not pleasant, right? And when I broke down, when I was fucking crying in the hallways of a hospital, the people walking past me, I didn't give a fuck about them. They didn't matter to me a single ounce at all. The only thing that occupied my mind was how my dad was feeling and how I was feeling. Please understand that, that when death comes, when you're in a situation of potentially losing someone that you give a fuck about, that other people's opinions do not fucking matter. And so why do we spend so much time of our lives worrying, debating, pondering, being scared about the opinions of other people when in the end, we're not going to care about it. And so that's been one of the biggest life lessons I've learned is that every time I start getting angst on, Oh, I wonder what Sarah99 on Instagram is going to think on my... Fuck you, Sarah. I don't give a shit. Because if I know that I'm doing what is right and what matters to me and what uh, holds value to me and what I intrinsically know is going to uh, benefit or help people, every time I get a level of angst or anxiety, I just... I think back to that moment of my dad or I think back to the moment of seeing my grandmother passed away in a hospital bed and that shit doesn't matter to me. And so... 
as much as I don't wish that situation on anyone, it's also the greatest, not blessing, because that's not the right word, but it's the greatest advantage I have over other people who've never suffered loss, because it puts everything into perspective for me. Like, I don't care if I don't book a fucking job, a modeling job. I don't care if you don't like my YouTube video. I don't care if I've only got 500 subscribers on YouTube, massive props to the Mad Attack Pack, and you have 9,000. I don't care because in the back of my mind, or actually rather in the front of my mind, I always keep present the fact that like, well, my dad's alive. So I don't give a fuck about your 9,000 followers because my dad's alive, because my mom's alive, because the people I care about are alive. And so on the macro, I've always got that in my mind that as long as my loved ones are healthy and happy, nothing else really matters. I'm going to repeat that. As long as those that you love and care about are healthy and happy, nothing else really matters. And so that was the other major life lesson is that death will always provide clarity um, and that like when you are in the situation of potentially losing someone that other people's opinions don't matter. I actually see that two of these life lessons crossed over one another because uh, the note that I had made to myself here was that um, regret is far more important than other people's opinions. But it goes back into, into that situation of like when I saw my dad, oh, fuck, when I saw my dad on the hospital bed or in the hospital bed, I didn't, the other people in the ward, they didn't matter to me. I was scared that I was going to lose him and that I wouldn't be able to take him to Rio. Um, and the same thing existed with my gran. I wish like I'd spend more time with her. And so when you have regret, then I don't know, regret is far more impactful, is far more scary than somebody else's opinion. And it goes back down to, to small things as well. Like I get DMs from uh, kids. And when I say kids, I mean like 16, 13 years old who messaged me saying that they want to start a channel, but they worried about their, their school uh, peers or whatever. And I, I'm empathetic to it. It's not that I'm not understanding. It's just that like, I understand that four years from now, next week from now, they don't, those people aren't going to care. And so if it's something that you feel like you need to do, then do it for you because everyone else doesn't give a fuck. And like, even your close family, like, I don't know, man. I've had it, like, my close family are like, what are you doing with your life? But then I do it, and I succeed, or I fail, and I learn from it, and then I succeed, and then they're happy for me. So, like, I don't know, regret is far more impactful, it weighs far more on my chest, on my mind, on my heart, than the opinions of other people. And I think that that's something that I, I've learned through through hardship and loss and fear of loss, and I kind of wish that people could understand that, but also don't want you guys to suffer like that. So I hope I'm making sense in this podcast about that. Uh, we've got two more questions. This one was sent in by a lot of people. It was uh, the topic of heartbreak. I know that they were probably meaning in a romantic sense. I haven't really had that, fortunately. Um, but my heart has been broken with uh, the loss of my gran, with uh, scares of people's health uh, and, and losing them and stuff like that. And so I think... Yeah, you just got to like make the most out of the time that you have with the people you care about. And also a big thing that I don't know, I was actually thinking about this yesterday is like whether it's my my other grand who is still alive. She is essentially just a human being made up of bones and skin and blood and souls. Right. So who's my mom? 
So all my friends, the people I care about. And so like that's just material. It's just like stuff, you know. And so when that person dies, they're going to go into the ground or they're going to be cremated or whatever the fuck is going to happen with them. But it's just mass. It's just stuff. And so the only thing that matters is the connection that I have with that individual. That's what resounds with me. And the same thing goes for you guys with your friends or your lover or whatever the fuck, whoever you're talking about. It's the connection that exists with them. And so fighting over stupid shit about they said something or they didn't pack the fucking spoons away or whatever it is. Like when you keep that in mind, when you think about the fact that like one day they're going to no longer be there and you're just going to have the memories, then fighting over small stuff doesn't matter. And like give the perfect example today's monday on saturday i was attending a uh, celebration of two of my loved ones they were celebrating a joint birthday and i was sitting and everyone was talking and there was a whole bunch of people all talking like at family events i'm sure some of you guys have this this person look at that person that person look at this and i literally was just sitting there and i was looking at all these people around me and at my different loved ones and i was thinking like fuck man all of these people are gonna die and like then I didn't care about the clothes they were wearing. I didn't care about the fucking pimple on my forehead. I didn't care about the food I was eating. I just looked at these people and I thought like, fuck man, I'm just happy. Like I'm really, really grateful that these different people are in my life. Like I looked around and I, I took them in and I was like, that one playing with her nails. I'm gonna miss that attribute. This guy over here, Fuck, man, he's so jolly and so naughty and he makes so many sexual jokes. I'm going to miss that guy, you know? Like, those small things, those connections really matter. And so every time things become too much or I start feeling like I'm being petty about small shit, I just think about losing them. And I know it sounds dark, but it's also like it, it creates, it, it, it pulls into some serious sense of appreciation for that individual. And so I, I encourage you guys to do the same. Like, I don't know, force heartbreak, force thinking about losing someone and then you can truly appreciate them for who they are and not the small shit that annoys you on a day-to-day -day basis. It's a big thing. Um, I didn't even have that on the list, but yeah, I wanted to mention it because it's like, I don't know. I just think that when you think about those things, those matter more than the, the small shit. Um, Beck May 2001 also asked, what's your biggest lesson? Beck May, I hope that I've answered it through the above. Um, and then we've got... One more question that came in. Okay, now I hope I'm pronouncing your name correctly from Vineco. Uh, and he says, what is a life lesson to you? Is it a lesson or is it a mistake being repeated? And he sent me a whole long DM about this, uh, trying to explain his point of view. And I hope that I get it. In essence, what he was trying to say is, is a life lesson a lesson something you learn? Or is it just like something that you think you learn? And then on a day-to-day -day basis you go and make the same mistake over and over, again, over and over again. My apologies. Um, fuck, I don't know. It's a big question. Let me drink some brain coffee. Um, I think it boils down to if you're active in the process of life or if you are passive. Let me explain what I mean. If you're actively learning lessons, if, okay, if you're in the gym, right? and you are picking up a, a dumbbell bicep and you're about to do a bicep curl and you squeeze your bicep curl and you swing your arm up, right? Okay, 
and you then have a personal trainer and he says, no, 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 no. What the fuck are you doing? You got to keep your arms still and you got to squeeze your bicep as hard as you can and then slowly on the eccentric motion, lower the dumbbell. But then the next day you go back and you, hey, fuck, and you slam in the dumbbell like an asshole. Then I think that it's not a life lesson because you weren't active, you were passive. You didn't take in what your advisor, what life what circumstance have taught you and you go back to doing the same thing that's fucking stupid but it's also i'm empathetic and i understand it so like we all make the same mistakes frequently and so i think vineko that the difference comes in if you're actively trying to learn if you're actively trying to take away um from life, if you're trying to take away from circumstances and lessons that you've learned, uh, circumstances that you've had, if you're actively trying to take away from that situation something that you can learn from it, or if you're being passive, uh, disregarding the moment, not taking it to heart, then I think that it just becomes a repeat mistake. And the same thing exists for people who get into relationships and they're like a bad or negative relationship. And then they get out of the relationship and then they go and find someone who does the exact same things. And so I think that in any circumstance, same thing with bad deals or people who are rushing into things like somebody who needs money and then they find one quick fix, quick fix. And they're like, oh, cool, I'm going to use this quick fix. I'm going to make millions and then I'm going to retire. And then the quick fix flops, they lose all their money and then they have to start at day zero again. And once again, they start looking for another quick fix excuse me and then they find yeah they they look for another quick fix and then the new quick fix doesn't work and so instead of reevaluating and going back to the point of self-awareness they don't they don't go oh, oh well, maybe maybe i shouldn't maybe i shouldn't look for quick fixes maybe i should look in the long term maybe i should be more patient you know maybe i should like stretch this out and try and find a like a more sustainable way of fixing my goals and so i think that it comes to the point of like are you being self-aware, present, active in the in your life and in your development? Then I think it's life lessons, not repeat daily mistakes. So I hope that that makes sense. Um, I think that that's the biggest divide is, or the biggest differentiator is if you're active or passive in the process of learning whatever your circumstances are presenting to you. Um, so yeah, I hope that answers it. And also another thing is, also I think that in today's day and age, and I'm going to end with this, that it's not really, you don't really have an excuse for not pursuing or developing yourself. And I say that only if you have a smartphone and you have the internet, because as it is today, everything that you need to learn in order to whatever your fucking career path is, okay, unless you're like a mainstream thing, like a doctor or a lawyer or something along those lines. But for 99% of your careers, you can learn whatever you need to learn through the internet and so you want to be a photographer you can go on to google you can type or youtube you can say how to learn photography what is aperture what is shutter speed you want to be a makeup artist you can learn that you want to be a shoe designer or cobbler you can learn to do that there's so many different avenues that you can learn or pursue through the internet and so i think that self-development self-improvement is less excusable nowadays because of the the sense of accessibility or not even the sense the fact of accessibility that the internet has provided 
same thing goes for me. I was like, well, how do I make a podcast? People message me, how do I make a podcast? I'm like, you lazy motherfuckers. Google that shit. That's what I did. I didn't know how to do a podcast. I Googled it. I learned how to distribute it, found about Anchor. Then I distribute my podcast on Anchor. How do I monetize on, how do I make money from podcasts? Google that, figure that out. Not that I'm making money from the podcast, but you need to have that that active sense, that willingness to learn, to develop. And once you have that, then you can push yourself forward. And so I'm less excuse, I excuse uh, self-improvement or not improving yourself less today than I would have 10 years ago because of the accessibility and the freedom that in, that the internet provides. So guys, this has been a massive pod session. Um, I felt like we've we've given a lot of value. To wrap it up quickly, if you did enjoy it, please leave a comment. Tell me what you enjoyed. Um, if you hated it, leave that as well. It's, I don't give a shit. I just want to hear what you guys thought. Share it with someone that needs to hear this. And then if you haven't already yet, subscribe, like, follow. Do all the things on the different platforms, whether you are listening to or watching this. Um, yeah, hit the buttons, do the things. And uh, just to wrap it up, a big, big thank you for watching or listening to this pod session. I really do appreciate that you took the 36, almost 37 minutes to consume this. Um, it means the absolute world to me. And I will catch you guys in the next uh, piece of audio content as a greater part of In Your Ears with Matt Ross. Peace.